Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path, where we share a modern take on timeless wisdom to help you develop unshakable inner peace so that you can live a liberated life. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, founder, head coach, and trainer over at Zen Stoic. Be sure to follow me on social at Victor at Zen Stoic for updates, content, and to ask me directly your most important questions. Let's get into the show. On this special segment of the Zen Stoic Path, we're going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart and something that I'm truly excited about that is launching in January of 2023. What I'm talking about is the Liberated Leadership Training, which is a three-in-one certification for coaches, business leaders, and aspiring entrepreneurs that will help you essentially get the skills and tools to create life-changing transformations with people in a fraction of the time that it takes to do with any other system out there. And this episode, I'm going to be going through exactly what that training looks like with my good friend, Sean Cecil. Now, Sean Cecil runs the Oculus Institute, where he helps people to escape burnout jobs and craft careers that truly inspire them. And Sean and I have joined forces to actually create this training that we have been really, really excited about. So I'm sure if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard me talk and mention here and there about the liberation session. Now, the liberation session is what the clients that have gone through it have described as accomplishing a lifetime of therapy in a day. Now, that sounds crazy. It sounds impossible. And it sounds like maybe some just fancy marketing thing that I came up with to get people intrigued about the surface. But that is actually how people have described it because the transformation that it creates in just a couple days is absolutely astounding. I've been doing this session with clients for the last three years, and it has been absolutely transformational and profound what some of them have experienced. One of the first people that I actually ran this session through was actually my dad. Now, if you've heard this podcast before, you've heard me talk about my dad who was diagnosed with melanoma in 2020. Now, the moment that we found out that he, would, that he had melanoma, the next day, we started doing the liberation session with him. And along with the liberation session, we did a whole integration process where we changed his whole routine, changed his diet, changed the way that he worked, decluttered his house, and he also followed the Western medicine protocols. With all of that and the liberation session, he was symptom-free of the melanoma within six months of getting his diagnosis. And he had stage three melanoma, so it wasn't like it was necessarily early on, but we were able to actually help him create his healing by beginning with this session. So the results of this session have been absolutely transformative. We have another client that we talk about in the episode who, when he originally came to me, he had anxiety and depression and he was actually suicidal as a teenager. And this anxiety and depression that he had continued with him for years and years, even into his 20s, where no matter how much he accomplished or no matter how much people admired him, this anxiety and depression was just looming over him no matter what he did. And he had been to therapy before. He had tried a bunch of different things and nothing really worked. After a single day of the liberation session, we were able to eradicate that anxiety and depression completely. Whereas now, two years later, he has not had a single bout of it since. And on top of that, he was also able to double his income and is now in a relationship with somebody he sees as his life partner that he is truly and deeply in love with. Now, if that's all you need to hear and you feel like this training is exactly what you're looking for, then go ahead and click the link in the description below this video. That way we can see if you're a right fit and we can discuss what kind of transformation you can expect to experience from this training. Because we're not just giving the education on how to do this session, 
but we're also giving the transformation and the experience of all of the processes that go into the session. So whoever goes through the training leaves not only transformed, but they also leave armed with the skills and tools to be able to create these types of transformations in others. And if you want to know more about the details of this training and exactly how it works, please enjoy the episode with Sean and I. So today we're going to be talking about the Liberation Leadership Training, which is something that you and I have been planning for a good while now. Yep. Since we did our NLP trainers training. <laughs> well, we were planning it before that, actually, because we knew true. we knew we were going to do trainers training. We, yeah. we started planning this in what, like when I was in master prac. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe even was it during prac? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think I think the first conversation actually happened right before you did your first NLP practitioner training. Because yeah, I'd already committed to trainers training. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is many months in the making. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we're very excited to be to be doing this. And this podcast is a. Uh, special episode, we're going to be talking through the training and what is actually going to be included there. So I'd say just if we if we could start, who is this training for? Well, so I'd break it. There are four groups of people that I think that this training is a really good fit for. Mm-hmm. Um, the first group is anybody who has a large amount of emotional debt. Right. And, and you're going to go into, into what yeah, emotional we're, we're talk maybe, about maybe you explain that right now. Yeah, actually. So, so that's a great way of starting this. So the liberation leadership training is essentially a three in one certification that will help people to learn transformational skills to help other people change their lives while being generously paid to do it in a 90 day period. And it's based on the premise of releasing what is called emotional debt and emotional debt refers to all of the traumatic events that we may have had in our lives, the unresolved negative emotions, inner conflicts, limiting stories or narratives about ourselves and what we're capable of, all the things essentially that hold us back. And the way that emotional debt shows up in our lives could be with emotional outbursts, indecision when it comes to small or even big decisions, right? The inability to actually decide with a sense of conviction or confidence. And also, it can also show up as procrastination, which a lot of people today seem to have some challenges with. You know, I, I, a lot of the clients that I've coached have had a, a problem with procrastination and procrastination is actually, it is a stuck state that is a result of emotional debt, is a symptom of emotional debt. So when we have all these things kind of built up within our nervous system, it makes it difficult for us to have general fulfillment in life and to basically be able to totally enjoy ourselves. Because there, there's a feeling that you, you talk about when you're working with your clients that I've heard you say, which is this kind of general feeling of no matter how good you're doing or how much progress you're making, there's this feeling that something's always wrong kind of in the back of your mind. Yeah. The splinter in your mind, the splinter in your mind. Right. And yeah. that, that is also a result of emotional debt. So the whole training is geared towards creating transformational experiences by really specializing on the removal of emotional debt from a person's life. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd add a couple other ways it shows up, right? Mm-hmm. So it can show up in emotional eating, Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, any aspect of your life that matters, right? Fitness is, is a big one for many people. It can show up in relationship conflict, especially. <laughs> it, I shouldn't say it can. It will show up in relationship <laughs> conflict <laughs> in some form or other. Yes. I mean, like I have a client right now where that like, that was the main reason she signed up to work with me. Never mind like external, you know, components of, 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 of the work. But for her, it was mainly about her relationship and, mm-hmm. and not wanting to let that emotional debt affect her relationship. Um, you know, and as you say, procrastination is huge when it comes to career, right? Mm-hmm. So, so any area of your life that's important to you, emotional debt can, can serve as a drag on. I mean, mm-hmm. I've even seen it affect people's memory or their ability to focus, mm-hmm. right? When, when people get too fragmented, right? They find that, you know, they can't even remember 
things, mm-hmm. right? So that's one of those components where group one, I would say, people where this is a fit for is if emotional debt is affecting you, mm-hmm. right? Then you definitely want to come get that cleared. That's right. And, you know, one component of that is if you don't, like that affects not just your mind, it also affects your body. That's right. And we, you know, we talk about that. Mm-hmm. We talk about some of the ways that that can manifest. And, you know, like we, we have some mutual friends who are, I, I think biological age is 10 to 15 years younger than their chronological age. Mm-hmm. And they've cleared a lot of emotional debt. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it even shows up in their genes because they measure it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think anyone who is seeing the effects of emotional debt in the form of illness, in the form of conflicts, in the form of career stagnation, mm-hmm. in, in, in any of those areas, right, this is a chance to, to clear more in a very short period of time than most people do in decades. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's, I think it's really interesting, this whole topic and the the term emotional debt, because it essentially refers to anytime we've tried to expedite negative feelings towards positive feelings, anytime we've tried to bypass a painful or an unpleasant experience without actually fully processing what it meant to us and what we needed to learn from the experience. And Maybe, I th- or even if people didn't have the tools to process it. That's right. right. I mean, especially if something happens to you when you're three. Then you, <laughs> you, yeah, you have no idea how to process you, it. You don't have the tools. And frankly, most adults don't have that many more tools to process things than children mm-hmm. because it's not taught in our mm-hmm. society, right? And, and, and now we can give people the tools. And yes. so it's not just how can we clean up what's there now. It's enabling you to do all the cleanup that you need for the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a great way of putting it, especially because emotional debt charges a pretty hefty interest in, you know, in a lot of things. And one one way that we know that we're being charged that interest on that emotional debt is anytime that it's something emotionally triggers us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people listening to this might recall instances where maybe something happened and the rea- the the actual event warranted maybe a two out of ten of anger or fear, let's say. And the reaction was actually like a seven or an eight. So Mm -hmm. totally disproportionate emotional reactions. And that's because we're not actually reacting to what's in front of us, but rather we're reacting to all of the emotional debt that we have not yet processed. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself can create a lot of adverse experiences in our lives simply because we're not acting in accordance with our desired outcomes or our goals, right? The, what we carry inside and what we, interpret the world as through our nervous system where all that emotion is stored makes it very difficult for us to change our financial situation, find fulfillment in career, or be able to do transformational work and help other people, which is important to a lot of people who are listening to this. Oh yeah. I mean, if you want to help other people and you haven't cleared your stuff, then you can't hold the space. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's abundantly obvious. And I think that's one reason that you and I have often talked about the coaching profession needs some upgrades. Mm-hmm. And one of the components is you have people who are still on their journey of clearing their debt, and then they're trying to help people, but they don't have the presence and the steadiness and the anchor to create a container of safety and expertise for the healing to occur, nor do they have the tools to help shepherd that person through the healing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's the second group is if you want to be a coach, if you want to help other people, mm-hmm. then again, you're going to get more tools in this training than, you know, not just from the NLP portion, right? There are a lot of people who teach NLP, right? But also the 
the Zen Stoic philosophy, also the esoteric work that I do, mm-hmm. there's so many tools there that that go beyond. I've never seen a package that includes this this deep and this robust set of tools. Absolutely. No, and, and it's the whole reason that you and I put it together. I, I know we had our own opinions and grievances about the coaching industry <laughs> prior. Right? I mean, it just coaching has become a saturated industry where yeah. everyone is calling themselves a coach. And some, some of them are really good, legitimate coaches who can yep. create real transformation and change. And others are just really good marketers yep. <laughs> and salespeople, which, you know, it's, it's cool. I suppose, you know, make your dollar and, and whatnot. But at the same time, you got to really think about what are you taking your clients through mm-hmm. when you, enroll them into a coaching program are you actually creating the changes have you yourself created the changes that you want that you intend to help them with and oftentimes one thing that i always look at w- with regards to leadership is a lot of it is transferring what we have internally to someone else yeah absolutely so if we you can't leave someone stuff, where you haven't been that's right <laughs> exactly so we uh we teach three key disciplines mm-hmm. in the, the liberation leadership training we teach neurolinguistic programming, otherwise known as NLP, mm-hmm. timeline therapy, and the liberation coaching method. So we're, we go into all three of those. Those are it's a three in one certification. So let's go into what each of them are, so people can have an understanding. Yeah. So let, sure. let's start with NLP. What what? How would you describe NLP? <laughs> so they they gave us a lot of definitions in, in training, but NLP is neurolinguistic programming, and the way I like to think of it is the study of language thoughts and of the processes by which those language and thoughts generate emotions and actions mm-hmm. and, and understanding how to move the levers mm-hmm. in a way that's going to generate the results that you want. Definitely. Yeah. I, and to add to that, the, the way I, I will typically say it to people is NLP is showing a person how to use the language of the mind, which is not necessarily the language that we use to communicate with each other each and right. every day, but how to use the language of the mind to consistently create desired results in our external world. Yep. So it's the internal processes translated into the results that we get. So if you're ever wondering how some people get certain desired results and other people miss the mark or fail to get those results, it has a lot to do with the internal processes that's going inside one person's mind who's performing the successful behavior relative to the one who's performing the unsuccessful behavior. So NLP is essentially finding those internal processes and showing us how to model and duplicate those so that we can create similar results. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it, NLP was built on modeling, modeling people who were excellent at what they did mm-hmm. and then saying, okay, how can we replicate that? How can we refine that? How can we innovate with that and, you know, reliably produce a, a given result for a given technique? Yeah. Te- you know, show turning it into a repeatable process. Yep. Yeah. Another, another one of the definitions for NLP is it's the study of excellent or successful behavior. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you know, we're able to model people who are, you know, getting results and able to actually accelerate the process of being able to produce those results ourselves. So one of the things that I, I personally love about it is that it studies what's right that people are doing, mm-hmm. whereas some other methods of maybe academic psychology are studying the pathologies or what's wrong with a person, whereas NLP has modeled everything off of, you know, the experts who have done these processes or create the created these healing experiences for other people successfully and then modeling what they did. So to put it into an entire school of thought. So that's, that's essentially the first certification that mm-hmm. we're, we're teaching is the NLP practitioner certification. Uh, what about timeline therapy? How would you describe that? 
So timeline therapy to me is a really interesting technique because it goes beyond the mind. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's kind of hard to describe to people who haven't experienced it, mm -hmm. but it produces a, a resolution of various emotions or limiting decisions that cannot be processed in the normal conscious manner. So it, it's very strongly reliant on the unconscious mind, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to teach you how to access your unconscious mind mm -hmm. and work with your unconscious mind to allow healing to occur in a way that's, that's more sophisticated than perhaps the conscious mind can process. They say that the unconscious mind processes 10,000 bits of information for every one that the conscious mind processes. Wow. <laughs> that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's a massive difference in, in, in computing power and, and in terms of, of the ability of the unconscious mind to enact change. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the great things about timeline therapy is that it is one of the few processes that I've ever seen, if not one of the only ones, that actually accesses the unconscious mind effectively. Uh, most methods out there, like 99% of everything that I've ever seen, attempts to create change at the conscious level or the surface level. And that's all well and good if we're learning new skills and tools, but all change, all lasting change especially, and learning occurs at the unconscious level. So if we're kind of dancing around the unconscious mind and not going directly to it, then we're not using the most effective means possible of actually creating that change. And timeline therapy, what I think is fascinating about it, is that Dr. Tad James, who created Timeline Therapy, found a way to access the unconscious mind and resolve stuff that exists at the unconscious level. So we talked about emotional debt in the beginning of this, and most of the emotional debt that we're experiencing that's actually affecting us on a regular basis actually exists at the unconscious level. So if you don't even know how to find it, because it's been repressed, then how can anybody ever expect to resolve that? Right. <laughs> that's where Timeline Therapy comes in, because yeah. it actually gives you the opportunity to access things that you've repressed and be aware of them consciously and resolve them so that they're no longer lodged in the nervous system and no longer affect your external world in the way that it does. Yep, absolutely. I mean, the other the other technique that that also works heavily with unconscious mind is parts integration for resolving inner conflicts, mm -hmm. which is, of course, also part of this training. Yes. It, that's in the NLP classification. Mm -hmm. But it's it's similar to timeline therapy in that it works with the unconscious mind. Correct. Yeah, and, and I think one of the, the really interesting things to talk about, and I think one of the really important things, uh, especially for somebody who's listening to this and is unfamiliar with the idea of the unconscious mind, is to, I'm going to talk a little bit about Carl Jung here, yep. where he would say that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you'll walk around calling it fate. Mm -hmm. I love that quote. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's fascinating because it, it kind of gives us this, you know, perception that the outside world is a mirror of what we have going on inside. And until we're able to make some shifts and bring things into consciousness, they'll continue to provide very similar repeating experiences that potentially are unpleasant or frustrating for us. And we'll just think that it's because of bad luck or we'll just think because it's fate. And then we'll start creating a narrative and a story about ourselves that is ultimately disempowering. And then what can we do about it? I mean, that's a great indicator of, do you have emotional debt? If you're sitting there like, Oh, I'm wondering how much emotional debt I have. If you're blaming your circumstances on things outside of you, mm -hmm. red flag of emotional debt. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's for sure. A hundred percent. And uh, why is that? Why do you think that is? If Well, I mean, there's the principle we talk about in NLP of being at cause, mm -hmm. right? So if you're in a situation where you're taking responsibility for something, 
then you're not going to be blaming things on the world around you. If you're blaming things on the world around you, that means that there's some aspect that is hesitant to take responsibility for because of a limiting decision or because of unresolved emotions or, or something along those lines that you can't you can't say, hey, I can be responsible for this and there's something I can do to change the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, in, And even if that's changing how you react to the situation, because even if you can't control the external outcomes of life, you absolutely can control how you react to them. Yes. And so if you're sitting there stewing in some negative reaction to something that has made you unhappy, mm-hmm. right, you're letting it make you unhappy, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's, it's via the emotional debt that it's doing so. Yeah, absolutely. And the emotional debt becomes very convincing that this is just the way that things are. And the reason being is because it exists at the level of the nervous system. So it essentially puts a filter through all of our five senses and how we experience the physical world and our nervous system remembers these experiences that have happened in our lives that are traumatic or significant emotional events or significant negative emotions that we have. And ultimately, in some ways, that serves as a means of protection, but it also drains us of the fulfillment of life. Right? As human beings, if you're living in the modern world, life is not just about survival. It's about more than that. It's about creating fulfillment. And if we're going to take that next step in our evolution of creating a fulfilling life, and doing so by helping others and doing transformational work, then it's really key to remove that from ourselves because we literally see the world through our emotional debt. Our, we filter the world with our own beliefs, values, and attitudes. And if those are all laden with all of this you know, unresolved emotion, unresolved narratives about ourselves, then that's ultimately going to create these experiences over and over and over again. Yep. It's like if you're trying to, to back out of somewhere and your rear window is covered in dirt, Mm-hmm. you're going to have trouble. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. So what, what have been uh, some of your most memorable experiences doing this work or having this work done uh, for you as the client? Oh, man. Uh, well, so when we say doing this work, we, we do want to include the third component, mm-hmm. right, which is the combination of your Zen Stoic philosophy and my esoteric work. Yes. So uh, just saying that we're including that, I mean, some examples for, for me, like working with clients, uh, one example is I had a client who had suffered profound sexual trauma from a young age, repeated many points over her life. And over 30 years of therapy, she could not resolve these issues. Mm-hmm. And she, it manifested in the form of hoarding. She had dozens and dozens of boxes stocked up that she had, stuff that she'd had for decades that, a lot of it was garbage, a lot, you know, but it, it wasn't processed. It was just there accumulating in her house. And every time she saw it, it would trigger her emotional death. Mm-hmm. It is that manifestation. And 30 years of therapy did not fix this. Mm. And then she started working with me. And within a couple months, all the boxes were cleaned out. Everything was gone. Mm. And then she proceeded to lose a fair amount of weight, start a career as a yoga and meditation teacher. And mm. like I met up with her in California and she was a radically different person than when mm-hmm. she came to me. Yeah, that's that's one story. I had another client who had a pretty severe autoimmune issue that almost killed her. Mm -hmm. And once we started clearing the emotional debt, it went into remission. Yeah, that's it's you know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up, especially with regards to disease, because one of the things that really solidified my faith in this work, you know, I I had helped quite a few people already by this point in time. But what really solidified it for me was First and foremost, my experience while doing it 
which when I release the, the major negative emotion of guilt, which is one of the emotions that we release from, from the, at the unconscious level, I, I had no idea where this guilt came from, but it actually came from the, the death of my mother and came from a time when I was in the womb, which consciously I would never remember that, but with the work of timeline therapy, we're actually able to access those memories. And so I literally was born believing that I was born at the cost of my mother's life because she was only around for a few short years after I was born. And her death inspired me to do all this work. So being able to release that guilt and not coming from this place of I owe the world something because I don't deserve to be here was huge when it came to just the way that I lived my life, the way that I interacted with people, the amount of myself that I gave to others in the world every time that I would show up. And in conjunction with that, not only releasing that really gave me a strong faith in this work, but also when my father was diagnosed with melanoma in 2020, he, you know, he was diagnosed, I think it was stage three melanoma that he had. So it was, it was pretty serious. And the moment we found out about his diagnosis, we did a liberation session with him, which is, you know, the, the accumulation of all of these processes into a single session and following that session, you know, we did a little bit of integration work, did some other healing modalities, and within six months, he was free of all of his symptoms of melanoma. The doctors were blown away, and my dad was actually able to live happier than he had ever lived with a newfound gratitude, new restored faith in life, and just, I've never seen him like that. Like, he's beaming now because of this work. So not only did it help me in a very profound way personally, but I, I saw it be a massive part of my dad's healing as well. Now I'm sure you're starting to see exactly what we mean when we say a lifetime of therapy in a day, because these stories have been consistent for the last three years with all the clients that we've been going through and doing this session with. Now, one of the big reasons that has inspired me to launch this training is because I had a vision at the beginning of this year where I wanted to liberate a million or more people from the prison of their own minds and unprocessed traumas and emotions. And so this training is the exact answer to that because obviously as one person, I'm not gonna liberate a million people by myself. So I'm looking for the conscious coach, the business leader, the aspiring entrepreneur who truly wants to make a difference in the lives of others by creating transformational experiences and wants to do so within a 90 day period that will basically put you into a league of your own where you will have an edge over 99% of coaches and people who do healing modalities out there because you'll have the skill set that we use to remove the emotional debt from somebody's life and give them the experience of that lifetime of therapy accomplished in a day where they leave to feeling totally alive, reconnected to their positive emotions and reprogramming them at the unconscious level so that they move naturally and effortlessly toward the success of their most important desires. So if you feel like this sounds like exactly what you're looking for, then go ahead and click the link in the description below, book a call with us, and let's just see if you are a right fit for this program and if this will provide the transformation that you're looking for. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, in my experience, there was a point back in 2016 where I was on the brink of suicide. I was at a point where I didn't believe it was possible to make money and also be fulfilled. I'd been in these high-flying corporate jobs and consulting and finance, and uh, I burned out very heavily in both. Mm -hmm. I interacted with people where it just wasn't a, a wholesome interaction, and I didn't know where to go from there. Mm -hmm. And it was the esoteric work that 
that I talk about that helped me find the clarity of what it is that would be fulfilling for me that would also be a career that I could build. And and that turned my whole life around. Yeah. Right? And so I, and I've helped a bunch of people do that since then. Not not many have been on the break of suicide, mm -hmm. but thankfully. <laughs> for for me it was certainly <laughs> transformational. Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I mean we we've both seen this change our lives personally yeah. and have the opportunity to see it over and over again consistently changing the lives of others. And what's interesting about this training essentially became inspired, at least on, on my end of things. I started looking at the effects that it was having in people's lives and doing the liberation session that I do through Zen Stoic. And the liberation session, people have described it as accomplishing a lifetime of therapy in a day, literally because they're releasing decades of emotional debt, things that, like in my case, might have happened in the womb, that we absorbed in our unconscious mind, that we imprinted uh, in, into our nervous system without even knowing it, without having, without having the free will or sovereignty to, to say yes or no <laughs> to, to that coming in. So people have described it as a lifetime of therapy in a day because they're releasing just decades and decades of negative emotion, unprocessed trauma, significant emotional experiences. And in doing so, they're able to not only accelerate that process of healing to which we've all kind of been sold this idea that it takes long, but they're also able to give more to others, to enrich the lives of others around them without even necessarily doing anything crazy, just like being themselves and being this kind of beacon of hope for other people, just in seeing what's possible. Yeah, certainly. Right. That's, that's, that's how humans learn. We model ourselves after people to look up to. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've certainly had the experience of when we've moved social circles mm -hmm. into groups with people who are operating at a higher level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's pushed us to a higher level as well. And we've also been those people, those anchors for others. I mean, mm -hmm. we were just talking about this the other day, mm -hmm. right? Of someone who's entered our social circle and like in a couple of weeks, the change has just been radical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, and nothing other than just hanging around and chatting, mm -hmm. but the energy of a person matters and you can, you can sense at a certain point, even if you're not conscious of it, you can sense the energy and whether someone's carrying emotional debt, whether someone's or whether someone's radiating strength and peace. Mm -hmm. And that, that's ultimately the, the point that we want to get to, not just for ourselves, but also the people that we get to work with. Mm -hmm. And in seeing this kind of work, I mean, seeing the results that this has produced, the amount of people that you've worked with, like you and I have both worked with lots of people doing this type of work. And at least the realization that came to me, or the vision that came to me, so to speak, was like, I, would, I want to liberate a million people or more in the next decade. And this was like this grand vision that kind of came to me one day. And I thought to myself, like, there's no way I can do this alone. Like this work needs to be proliferated so that other people can share it with, with those that are in their circle or the people that need to hear it from them specifically. And this is the way that we do that, right? We teach this training. We take other, we take everybody in the training through the process of releasing their own emotional debt so that they're ready to you know, hit the ground running as soon as they get out. So it's not just the education of how to do this stuff, but also the transformation that occurs with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the, the third certification. Yeah. The liberation coaching certification, because we, we, we touched on it there for a moment. We did. Briefly. Uh, so, so how would you describe the liberation coaching certification? Well, there, there are a couple components to it, right? <laughs> so from a high level, the framework that you've put around it philosophically mm -hmm. is a comprehensive means of how to engage with the world from the perspective of 
you know, basic view of things and basic understanding of the world to what kind of actions do you take to how do you keep yourself focused on what you want. And, and you've sorted that pretty thoroughly. And so then under each of those, mm-hmm. you've combined your Zen Stoic philosophy, which is the combination of Zen Buddhism and Stoic philosophy, which you aptly noted that Stoicism can be very practical and very useful, but it's it's missing something. It lacks the humanity. <laughs> it lacks the humanity, <laughs> right? And so you wove in Zen, which is, in, you know, both of those are ancient schools. Mm-hmm. And then on my side, what we've slotted in has been, you know, derived from esoteric work that I, you know, I've spent many, many years, well, well, coming up on 16 years now mm-hmm. studying, but uh, it, it traces its roots back thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's just like Zen Buddhism. It's been a little more secret, mainly because in the West, if you went around teaching this stuff, the Roman Catholic Church would kill you. <laughs> Fortunately, that's no longer the case. Yes. So yeah, thankfully, we we are able to <laughs> spread this work. Yeah. So we're, we're we're able to to spread the work. And then when you talk about like in the action component, and when you talk about integral livelihood, mm-hmm. uh, my expertise, as I mentioned, has been helping people find a career that's both financially lucrative and personally fulfilling. So we go into that model as well as for the entrepreneurs out there, business planning. So we give people both the philosophical and the practical tools Mm -hmm. to create a life where there's a context with which to use, you know, other tools like NLP and the timeline therapy, Mm -hmm. because many people learn the techniques, but if they don't have the greater context and frame of when, how, and why to use them, Mm -hmm. then it can end up creating chaos instead of creating order. That's right. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing that you bring up because NLP has a lot of different lineages of how it's been taught. A lot of them taught more aligned with the traditional way that it has been taught. Some of them have evolved their own processes. The Tad James, Tad James lineage that you and I come from uh, introduced timeline therapy to this whole world, which is, I think, one of the most amazing creations in, in this type of work. That <laughs> I mean, I, I'd, ar- I'd argue that the Tad James lineage... As is a lot more holistic mm-hmm. and a lot more integrated. Yes. And part of that comes because Tad himself studied in, in a different esoteric school in Huna. Yeah. Right? So it's Hawaiian, Hawaiian, yeah. Hawaiian shamanism, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of ancient traditions that are woven in here. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, they've been around that long for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's very true. And it, it, it really serves the person learning to not just get the these psychological toolbox for transformation through the NLP and the timeline therapy, but also getting the timeless wisdom of the esoteric schools. Yep. Because when we combine those two things, then we're not just using things that work today in modern context, but we're using things that have worked for thousands of years that have improved the quality of people's lives that have contributed to their personal liberations that they've experienced long before any of this was even created. Right. So I think the, the stacking of those things is really fascinating what it can do for a person. Because like you said, it not only gives them these tools that will work in modern context, but it backs it up with thousands of years of timeless wisdom simultaneously. Yep. yep. I, I like the combination of the, the modern and the timeless. Yeah. Right. Because NLP is going to evolve over the next 50 or 100 years, mm-hmm. just like it has over the past 50 years. Yes. But the context of the why, when... And, and how to use these specific tools 
is whatever tools you may find is a big difference if you're acting from as you would say a place of intention versus a place of delusion mm -hmm. one can use these tools from a place of delusion and 100%. produce not so great results <laughs> I, i'm really glad that you brought that up so because because there there might be some people watching or listening to this that have maybe heard of nlp before mm -hmm. and may have a good impression or maybe a not so good impression because like i said there are some schools that are different lineages different people have taught and passed down the wisdom and some are diluted versions right a lot of personal development out there is you know derivatives of nlp techniques partial derivatives of right and, <laughs> and partial derivatives not even the entire the entirety of the school of thought and i think this is actually a really important thing to talk about right because somebody might have an impression of nlp that maybe it's dark or maybe it's manipulative and it's used in these ways to get people to buy things to hypnotize people into making decisions that they wouldn't otherwise make so what is the difference in your opinion when nlp is taught with the supporting esoteric and timeless wisdom versus just taught in a vacuum in the modern world so there was a guy named victor frankl i'm, I'm sure you know from victor mm -hmm. for the audience he was a, a psychiatrist who was in, interned at auschwitz mm -hmm. in the concentration camps which is jewish and he was put in one of the most horrific situations that man has ever constructed yes and then he came out of that and he channeled that experience into creating a new school of psychotherapy called logotherapy which actually serves as a foundation for some of the techniques i think uh timeline therapy, yeah, is, timeline is, therapy. is built to some extent on logotherapy so he was there and you know, he published several books and some woman asked him how can you publish books in german after what they did to you because he published books in german mm -hmm. and he looks at her and he goes the German language itself is not evil. Mm. The people who chose to do that, that's the context of, of the why mm -hmm. and the when, right? May have used the German language, but that doesn't mean the language itself is evil. His example was, do you use knives when you cook? She goes, of course. And he goes, knives are used to murder people sometimes. Mm. It doesn't make knives evil. That's right. <laughs> and so it's the same thing with NLP. If you have somebody who's operating from a place of emotional debt, because they haven't done the work on themselves. They've just learned how to do it to others, mm -hmm. right? Which is a great way to have a major red flag situation. Yes, exactly. You know, and if you're, if you're looking at somebody who doesn't have the timeless wisdom and they're operating from a place of delusion or unawareness, mm -hmm. right? A lot of my work is based around awareness of the different thought structures and currents of emotion and cognition that occur in the mind. And they may not even be aware of what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Then they may use it in a manipulative way, but... These are just powerful tools. Mm -hmm. The question of the effects of whether it's manipulative or dark or whatever comes from the context. Correct. Which I don't think is adequately taught in the vast majority of, of NLP trainings or these NLP derivative trainings that really don't don't cover the gamut. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff out there. What, what was it they, they were talking about, like a $7 NLP course yeah, <laughs> online? Like, yeah, some of the like the $20 or $37 NLP courses online. Like that's definitely not going to be the <laughs> entirety of the school of thought. Yeah, that's not that's not going to cover the all the core techniques or, or even very many of them, much less the concept of ecology, much less, you mm -hmm. know, this timeless wisdom that goes beyond NLP. Mm -hmm. So uh, can we, since you just mentioned it, for those who haven't heard that term before, ecology and how it's used in, in the context of this training that we're doing here. Yeah, so ecology is awareness of the consequences in all the systems that are relevant. So not just in your life, 
but in the lives of people around you, of organizations, of society, of ultimately the whole planet. And ecology is is talked about in most lineages of NLP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think all of them, but yeah. certainly most of them. Mm-hmm. And it is something that is mentioned sometimes only intellectually, mm-hmm. but truly truly having an ecological view, truly having a holistic view, mm-hmm. this is where the timeless wisdom comes in. That's right. Right. This is, it's one thing to say, oh, be ecological. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right? <laughs> how, how, how exactly do you do that? Mm-hmm. Because in order to have awareness of all the different levels of systems mm-hmm. requires a greater level of consciousness. Correct. Which is where the Zen Stoic and the psychohacking comes in based on the fact that they're based on esoteric wisdom, timeless wisdom yep. that, again, has been working for thousands of years mm-hmm. to serve people's lives in a more holistic manner than just some of these newer techniques that we have in our modern age, which are great. But without that, then they can get used in ways that are probably not ecological, right? being that that's not a central part of some of the other teachings out there well it's like if you give a soldier a a really high-powered weapon Mm -hmm. cool that's great but have you taught him when and why to use that weapon and in what scenario do you fire that weapon Mm -hmm. or what scenario do you make sure you don't fire that weapon right don't hit your friend exactly or or an innocent civilian Mm -hmm. and and that's something that if you have the the deeper why of why i'm doing things and the deeper awareness of what's going on in your system you can realize when something chaotic is occurring because if it starts chaotically inside, it will manifest chaotically outside. Mm. And the more powerful your tools are, potentially the more chaos you can create. Yes, that's right. So it it stands to reason (laughs) that you need a good foundation that allows you to be intentional with yourself and to do things in a way that don't end up either trying to defer the emotional debt, which again allows that interest to come up and the more emotional debt you have, the more the interest charges are and the more they build up, so on and so forth, right? You get that compounded interest, which you don't want. So then things get worse and worse. On the other side of things, if you are doing things in a manner that is intentional, that is not, you know, within the delusions that, that we talk about of deferring your emotional debt, but rather doing things to resolve it and to be totally present and accepting of yourself, then that prevents you from accumulating more emotional debt and allows you to be happier and more fulfilled each and every day because of the way that you live your life. Yep. And what, you know, we were talking about the coaching industry earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's something that I was thinking about, and that is there is a tremendous amount of demand for coaching these days mm-hmm. because the, the modern educational system has more or less failed to yes. prepare people for most of the modern context. Correct. Uh, unfortunately. And there's a huge demand of people who want to be coaches. Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen many, many people who want to be coaches. The problem is that most of those people either don't have the techniques to be effective. So their heart may be in the right place, but they just don't have the skills. And, you know, it's like if I go into an operating room, you know, I don't care if the surgeon is a good guy. I care whether he knows how to do surgery. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) If he doesn't know how to do surgery, I don't care that he's a nice guy Mm -hmm. because I'm going to end up dead. Correct. (laughs) You know, so, so, so the skill set matters. And then the second question is, you know, are they coming in with the right intention? Because some people are doing it from a perspective of just making money. And I, I could tell you, like, if you're just looking to make money, uh, coaching is not sure it's the best means of going about that, but right. some people certainly feel that way. Mm-hmm. And those people end up generally being very good at marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And they get a bunch of people 
and then those people don't get the results and then those people walk away and go oh this sucks coaches suck mm-hmm. high ticket coaching sucks mm-hmm. and then they tell their friends and then what happens is you have a bunch of people who could really benefit from getting help mm-hmm. but now they've been burned yeah and so when we talk about upgrading the coaching industry we want to both upgrade the do you have the tools to be an effective surgeon mm-hmm. and are you coming at it from the right intention Correct. You know, because like you, you can make great money in coaching. It's going to require a lot of work, <laughs> which is, I think, you know, something that if, if it's really the path that you're called to, you should be prepared to do. Because if you slack off and you just do enough to do your marketing and sales, then you're not being ecological. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then ultimately the result that, that, that comes back on the person delivering, right? That, that's one of the yeah, ways. Eventually, which- eventually what happens, no one buys from you anymore. You have, you have a spurt of success. Right. And then, the word gets around and there's enough bad reviews and then it ends. Correct. So it's very different from somebody who, you know, hones the mastery of their craft. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a slow build builds over their entire lives, Mm -hmm. right? It's the the compound interest thing. Uh, Absolutely. And and on the other side of things, if you are doing things with intentionality with the proper skill set that anybody going through this training is going to have and the ability to clear their emotional debt. So they won't be coming from a place of trying to again, defer it because it's gone you pair that with the skill set, then transformational experiences for that person's clients or the people around them or for their team are inevitable because yep. they are transferring that which is within mm-hmm. to to the people that they're working with. So when it comes to things like even generating referrals, like people will rant and rave about this type of work, which they, they have done for both of us in our yeah. careers <laughs> because of the results. Because of sales are always the easiest. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I mean, like at least for me, my entire business on the liberation sessions has been built completely on referrals and has everything to do with coming from a results oriented place, but also a place of intentionality where the whole aim of what we're doing, the whole intention of what we're doing is to co-create that person's transformation with them, not to make them dependent, which a lot of coaching programs out there do. We're looking to make people self-sustainable self-sustainable and the ability to make others self-sustainable yep, yep. otherwise a, it becomes a giant pyramid scheme correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like these are coaches teaching coaches how to coach coaches like <laughs> becomes a very like self-cannibalizing situation yeah so there in, has to be some point where you're just like delivering end results to clients and then sending them on their way that's right yeah <laughs> I, that, that that's that's been my mentality and I, f- I feel like that is why i was able to create a referral-based business is because it was all about getting a person to be self-sustainable and to which case, like if they're getting the results and they feel complete and resolved in all their stuff, then they're going to tell other people about and, it. And a lot of that comes from not just doing the work on them, but giving them the tools to do it on themselves. Correct. That way they are able to do it, which is, yeah. which is, you know, a big reason why we're doing this is like, not only does a person get the transformation going through this training, but they get the education of how to do it right. so they can do it for themselves. They can do it for the people that they love. They can do it for their team their clients, whoever needs it in their life. And ultimately that is one, one way that we get to evolve as a species is to continuously evolve ourselves by getting rid of the emotional debt, installing new cutting edge techniques, trainings, and ways of thinking that allow us to create a life of fulfillment. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I mean, one, one component of it is, you know, we talk about using the NLP and the timeline therapy to resolve stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. And then, one component of the esoteric work is as you do the work mm-hmm. consistently, it prevents new stuff from arising in the future. Correct. Because you train your system not to respond that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, like imagine as though you have like a self-governing system mm-hmm. that prevents you from accumulating more emotional debt. Yep. That's what it is to install these things at the unconscious level is so that you're not accumulating more emotional debt and your unconscious behavior that you don't have to think about is actually moving you in a direction of fulfillment. Yep. I mean, one one way of looking at it, like I, I, I like to talk about like the different kinds of stress, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the components I talk about. But people can say, okay, if I get into a state of fear, how do I get out of a state of fear or anxiety? Okay, cool. That's helpful. What if you just don't enter into the state of fear in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right. So let's start by clearing out what's already there in your system, mm-hmm. and then let's work on training that response out of you so that you're not living from that place of fear to begin with. Because otherwise, you're just doing a lot of cleanup, which is better than nothing. Correct. But you're playing whack-a-mole. Yes. <laughs> you're playing whack-a-mole <laughs> rather than actually creating a sustainable process for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just a lot of time and energy and and you know, drag that, mm-hmm. that doesn't need to be there when you go in and you do the work. Completely. Most definitely. And that's, and that's something I think that distinguishes <coughs> this from just an average NLP practitioner certification mm-hmm. is that we go into that deeper level. Yes. Right. And we stop the whack-a-moles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, I think that that's actually a good point to, to kind of explain how this whole thing works in a, in a really simple way. So the way that I describe the process of going through a liberation experience where the person does liberation session and they have some integration work, which again, anybody going through the training is essentially going to experience very similar techniques so that they can release those things and then have the integration. But I divide it into what are called three pillars of change. And the first pillar of change is what I like to call innate wisdom. And it's how do we find the wisdom that is already within us? You see, I know you and I both agree on this, but every single individual person is the best person for themselves on the wisdom that they have inside. No book, teaching, seminar, nothing out there is more profound for a single person than their own innate wisdom. Assuming they can access it. Assuming they can access it. Which, <laughs> which is, is not common. <laughs> not common, but it's the whole purpose of this The whole work. purpose, yeah, exactly. It's the whole purpose of this training is like, how do you have a process that is so profound for an individual that they can access their own innate wisdom, which is the most important and most relevant for them? And that is a big part of this. So a, a lot of this work is how to access that innate wisdom, which is done by clearing the negative emotions, the traumas, the significant emotional experiences. So the way that I, I usually like to describe it to people is like, let's, let's imagine you're remodeling a house. If you're going to bring in a bunch of new furniture and a bunch of new appliances or whatever it is that you're going to do to change the, the interior of the house, you don't just bring in the new stuff and put it on top of the old stuff which is the approach that many of these trainings try to do because they try to tr- they, they try to make change at the surface level, at the conscious level. So they're trying to install a bunch of new ideas on top of all your old ideas that are laden with that emotional debt. So instead of doing that, what we do is we clear all that old furniture out. So that way you're able to access that innate wisdom and then bring the new in into a clear space. Yeah, a lot of people, they think that they need to add more things when they really they need to subtract more right. things addition, <laughs> addition by subtraction <laughs> yeah yeah so that that's the first part of how this this whole process works the second part is what we like to call inspired action which is the action that is inspired by one's own innate wisdom taking action in the world taking relevant action that moves them towards their most important endeavors in life so the way that i like to explain this typically when i'm you know sharing this with a, a new client is if you think about like a favorite show that you have, and if you know somebody's listening to this, think about a favorite show or a favorite podcast. If you don't watch TV, 
or any, or maybe a favorite book if that's what you like to do. Do you need to motivate yourself to actually go watch or enjoy those things like the podcast, the book, or the, the show, whatever it is that is for you? No, you don't need to motivate yourself. You just go do it. So imagine if the most important tasks and actions that you need to do are that simple and natural for yourself. Do you just go right to them? You don't go watch a bunch of reruns of a mediocre show just like you wouldn't go and do a bunch of mediocre actions that don't serve your most important outcomes. That is how inspired action works, which is how a lot of the training allows us to begin to work in our lives. So instead of having to motivate ourselves or psyching ourselves up for the most important things, we're able to naturally go there because we've removed that emotional debt. We've accessed that, in, that innate wisdom and now we can be act genuinely inspired to move towards the most important actions which is why that is the second pillar of change. We need to take action, draw boundaries, and do the things that are most important for us to succeed. And then the last pillar is the intentional focus, which I like to describe as, it's like everybody's mind before they learn this type of stuff is like a radio station. Mm -hmm. You just got to kind of listen to whatever's on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can change the radio station, but sometimes you never find something that you really want to listen to and you're going through a bunch of commercials and, you know, not so great songs, but instead the intentional focus is how we, through this training, will train somebody's mind to be more like a music streaming service, like a Spotify that learns what's most important to you. And or if you, you create a playlist. Or you create a playlist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're actually able to do these things. And if you do come across a song you don't like, your mind is trained to skip it so that you don't have to indulge in things that are actually not important to you. So we're very intentional. So we have the innate wisdom, the inspired action, the intentional focus, all these things together allow a person to retrain their mind, remove all their emotional debt, and then not accumulate more while instead creating what's most important to them and living a fulfilled life. I'd argue that most people's radio stations are actually really staticky. Yeah. <laughs> no, not even, not no, even music. Not even getting music. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so I think it's really important you know, to, to understand you know, how this change occurs and what, what actually happens for a person. And the manner in which we deliver this is like you, you, you were talking about other NLP trainings. And typically NLP trainings are going to be anywhere from four to seven days of live immersive training where a person's going to learn a lot of great techniques things that will create new choices and options in their life. And then they kind of give you, they give you a certificate and they're like, all right, good luck out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you might go back to the environment that originally created the emotional debt that you came to change. And it's very difficult to create good habits in bad environments. That's something that James Clear would say in Atomic Habits. So instead what we do of just letting you go after the six days that we do our training in is we have our 90 day integration period which is where we create that environment to continue to foster this type of growth and to continue to support and encourage the changes that each person wants to make for themselves. Yep, absolutely. And, and, and to continue building on the teachings by going to a deeper level with the timeless wisdom component. Mm -hmm. I, I had a, a couple other questions that maybe some people listening to this or watching this might be thinking. Right? There, there may be people who are seeing this and maybe thinking to themselves, well, I've done a lot of the inner work done a lot of the shadow work and uh you know why would i need a training like this how would you answer well, that i think this this gets back to what you were saying earlier about who's this course right for mm -hmm. right because we kind of we, we kind of got sidetracked there <laughs> yeah so let's close that open loop. yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll close, close that loop <laughs> close that loop um so first of all is people who have emotional debt and it's affecting their lives mm -hmm. just because you've done a lot of work 
doesn't mean you've cleared all the emotional debt. Like pe- human beings, they, they've done psychological studies on this. Mm-hmm. They equate uh, what they expect the outcome to be with the input that they put in. Mm. The problem is if, if the processes that you're using are inefficient, like that client who went to 30 years of therapy, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much time and input and stuff you do, mm-hmm. you're still going to be drowning in emotional debt. That's right. So the way <clears throat> that you look at it is you look at the outcomes in your life. Are you being at cause or are you blaming your situation on external things? Are you producing the results that you want in your health, in your relationships, in your career? If, if, if you're producing all the relationships that you want and all of those things, great. But if you're not, mm-hmm. then I don't care how much work you've done. There's more left to do. Correct. Yeah, I think a great, a simple way to even ask that question is ask yourself in you know all contexts or some contexts, do you have the results you want, yes or no? Or do you have reasons for why you don't? Yep. And if you have <laughs> reasons, then there is emotional debt. Clearly. Plain and simple. Yep. And, and, and then the second group would be coaches. So let's say that you are a coach or you are looking to become a coach. And let's say you've done all of this work on yourself. That's great. Do you have the tools to transmit that work to somebody else? Most cases, I've, I've met many coaches who have done a lot of work on themselves, but they don't have the ability to reliably produce the same results in other people who have been in different situations. They can only help those who are in their specific situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I've done this. Yeah. Right? But if you want to be a really good coach, you have to be general enough that you can help everybody who has a specific problem, regardless of what form of the problem they have. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you if you go to a doctor and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I only I only treat uh, bacteria. You have a virus. I have to send you to another doctor. Mm. Right? Like mm. what's going on? <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> you want a doctor who could treat most things. Right? That's right. You know, so it, at least the frontline stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so any coach or or prospective coach, I think if you don't have a set of tools that reliably produces the result that you promise you deliver in your clients reliably meaning that if they follow the process it produces the result 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. you know if you don't have that then you you want to build that toolbox that's right you, you've got to mm-hmm. otherwise you're you're going back to these coaches who may have the best of intentions but aren't really delivering all the time because if you're only delivering for half of your clients i've met coaches like oh man half of my clients get amazing results <laughs> and i'm like is that half of like is that because the other half don't do the work? And they're like, no, 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 no. Half the people who do the work get amazing results. I'm like, well, what about the other half? Like, mm. Your system clearly has a big gap here. There's a gap there, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I get it if, if the client doesn't, doesn't show up. That's not, that's not your fault, mm-hmm. right? But everybody who shows up needs to get what you promise. That's like, right. We've got to hold ourselves to a standard of mastery. Correct. Right? Like, when, when, when the special ops team goes on a mission, they don't go, oh, well, you know, I guess we're going to flub 50% of our missions. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be a very effective strategy. Yeah, that's not how Delta Force works. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, it's good that you, you bring that up too, because at least in the way that I look at this for a coach specifically, the way that I, I kind of summarize this is saying a coach who is internally balanced and resolved with their emotional debt mm-hmm. and has the tools to produce change at the level that we're, dis- that we're discussing here becomes externally unstoppable in the ability to create transformational experiences for their clients. And uh, somebody with this skill set and the experience of the resolving of their own emotional debt 
99% of coaches out there are not going to be able to compete with them. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one thing. Like, if you, if you look at just the NLP training, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't many coaches who have true official practitioner, master mm-hmm. practitioner level skills. That's right. And then if you add on top of that the Zen Stoic and, and the esoteric work that I do, I mean, you're, you're putting it to 0.01% of coaches that have that toolbox. Mm-hmm. And how, how if, if you're considering that as a career, like how in the world are you going to compete with people who do have that? Because if you choose not to come to this training, there are a bunch of other people who will. You're going to be doing it you know, multiple times per year mm-hmm. because our goal is to raise the level of the coaching industry and to right. evolve it. That's right. And if you're going to be in the coaching industry, then you don't want to be the dinosaur that, that doesn't evolve, that Correct. doesn't end so well. That's right. So definitely <laughs> if you are a coach or you would like to have a coaching business, this is... That's number two. That's no, number two. No brainer. Yeah. Absolutely no brainer. <laughs> I would say group number three is people who are in sales or heavily client-facing roles. Mm-hmm. So like there's one guy who's coming to our training who's somebody that I know mm-hmm. and... Well, first off, I did some internal work with him, and then he walked into his job the next week and got a $35,000 bonus. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so that's some of the type of stuff that we know. Yeah, so he, he's pretty stoked. He, he, he's convinced this stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> so that said, um, he does want to come and learn, especially like you know the NLP component, because he's done esoteric work with me. He's going to be doing the Zen Stoic component from you. He's going to be mm-hmm. learning the NLP. If you're in a sales role or heavily client-facing role, the ability to navigate language the ability to navigate strategies the ability to navigate negotiations meetings and sales Mm -hmm. is is vast right and it's it'll pay for itself right like you make like that guy he makes one extra sale he's paid for the training and then some yeah multiple times over (laughs) multiple times over yeah yeah so i mean that's something where like it, it can pay for itself especially if you're in sales yeah Especially and, and, if you've and any anybody, kind. yeah, anybody who takes that that craft of sales seriously, knows you've got to learn import- NLP. Yeah, they know the importance of of having the edge, yeah, like yeah being yeah. at their best and having the most updated techniques in order to understand people mm-hmm. and to help move people to making a decision to purchase something. Well, I mean, one of our sales mentors, mm-hmm. right? He studied a lot of NLP. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. <laughs> and there's a reason why this guy closes 90% of his of his his meetings, mm-hmm. his sales meetings, you know, because yeah. he, he, he took it very, very seriously from a very early age. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got to be so good. That's right. So if you're in sales, I think that's group three. That's a no-brainer. Group four is if you are an early stage entrepreneur mm-hmm. or even a late stage entrepreneur, because if, but especially if you're an early stage entrepreneur, then you are also in sales. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, being an entrepreneur is not easy. Mm-hmm. Early stage or late stage, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a challenging road to walk. Yes. And if you're going to do that, you can't afford to carry the emotional debt. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to not be able to inspire your team. Like, none of that's going to end well. Correct. I, there, there's somebody I knew who, who said, your business is a mirror of yourself. Whatever's going on inside mm-hmm. is what your business is going to reflect outside. That's right. And that's it, totally true. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why entrepreneurship is hard. That's why most entrepreneurs fail. Most entrepreneurs haven't cleared their emotional debt. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to sell effectively. They don't know how to inspire the people who are working with them effectively. And if you're carrying all that baggage in as an entrepreneur, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. 
It's very true. It, I mean, when they talk about how you learn a lot of expensive lessons in, in entrepreneurship, a lot of what people are referring to are decisions and choices that were made through emotional debt, through trying to, again, defer that, right? Making decisions from a place of expediency or trying to control a situation rather than fully understand it without a lot of the tools that we are teaching in this training. That is one of the situations where a lot of those expensive lessons come from, is mm -hmm. from the carrying of unresolved emotional debt and the attempt to essentially cover it up or not think about it or so, not feel it. Some of the stuff that I talk about in, in the, the esoteric, the psychohacking component, mm -hmm. things like expectations yeah. or associations or replaying records that are very subtle. Mm -hmm. But if you allow them to infect your business and guide your decisions, you're screwed. That's right. It's 100% true. <laughs> so that's that's the fourth person. I know there's there's a fifth person, which is, we've talked about this before, which is somebody who has already been financially successful. Yep. And they know they're missing something, but they're yep. not quite sure what that is. Yep, that you, you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is that person looking for? So this is, this is an interesting category. And, and I've had several clients like this. Like outside, mm -hmm. things seem mostly good. Mm -hmm. But inside, there's still something that just doesn't fit. There's a splinter in the mind. Mm -hmm. And it can become a burning in the bones. It's like something is just not right. Mm -hmm. And... People don't know what it is because our society tells you once you have, you know, the the marriage and the house and the money and the kids and the white picket fence, you won the game. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But if you don't feel like you've won the game, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And there's no answer to that that society provides. And what I found is that the truth is that what you're really searching for is an evolution of consciousness and complexity of thinking. Mm. And and that's that's the matrix. That's the splinter in the mind. Yes. And that's something that goes beyond just the NLP. And this is where it really goes into this timeless wisdom component of the Zen Stoic and the, and the esoteric work that I do mm -hmm. is because that really unleashes those higher levels. That's right. And I know for, you know, like I've, I got to watch you make a big transition mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and you've just become a fundamentally different person, just you become a powerhouse in so many ways. Thank you. you know, and, 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 and it's because of that, that type of work. Yeah. It, it is an amalgamation of all of this yeah. that, that we're teaching. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's literally, that is what I did to get exactly. that result. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and you can see it in your relationship and you can see it in your career. Mm -hmm. You can see it, how you show up with people. And if, if you're, if you think you're, you're missing something, that thing that you don't know, that's what that is, is the consciousness and the complexity of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I cannot, I mean, you could go and spend 20 years in an ashram or whatever, mm -hmm. but you'll probably get about the same result by doing this training. Yes, <laughs> in 90 days or less. <laughs> so. it, it's very true. I mean, I, and I think one thing that that may be an uncertainty to, to someone maybe listening or watching this is Many of us, and, and I was one of these people at one point in time, believed that, you know, healing and resolving traumas and you know, major significant emotional events took years and years of therapy and unpacking things. And I mean, it, it's really interesting to, to live by this narrative of thinking that things have to take long. What would you say to that? Well, I mean, again, it, it depends what tools you're using. If, if you have a bicycle and you're trying to get from 
Houston to Austin, it's going to take you a while. If That's you, right. <laughs> if you have a Bugatti, it, uh, you know, supercar, it, it won't take as long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's 100% true. It, it's, it's dependent on the power of the tools. Because, I mean, in some cases, the tools aren't powerful enough no matter how much time. Like, again, back to my client who did 30 years of therapy. She could have done 100 years of therapy and wouldn't have made a difference. That's right. Because the tools weren't powerful enough to deal with the obstacles that were present. It's a, it's a very good point. I mean, I, I had one client, um, one, one of our, our students that's going through the training went through this as a client, right, the liberation session, and he had <clears throat> over a decade of depression and anxiety that he was experiencing all the time. And after a single day of the liberation session, he hasn't had a single bout of depression or anxiety for the last two years. And not only that, but he's also helping people who have been experiencing the same problems he used to experience and he's able to actually proliferate this healing into the world. Yeah. Because of going through this work. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I, I remember there was, there's a, a girl I did a session with and she messaged me a couple of weeks later. She goes, Sean, since our session, I haven't considered suicide once. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, that made me feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say so. Right. I would say so. I mean, the, the, the work has really, I mean, a lot of people have described it as saving their life or totally transforming their life. And the reason is because it really does give somebody the opportunity to clear all that they have within, even the stuff that they're not consciously aware of. Yep. Which in most practices is unheard of. Most practices, yeah. just whatever you can think of or whatever kind of comes up in conversation, which you can reach some significant places like that, but... For the most part, if you're not aware of what you're resolving, then yeah, I mean, it, it's it. it's possible to dig to a certain level, mm-hmm. but for for most people, accessing the unconscious mind is not something that's ever taught, and, and there's a certain point you can't get past without accessing the unconscious mind. That's right. That's right. So, if anybody listening to this resonates with one of those five groups of people <laughs> that we described, either you can recognize that you have some emotional debt. There are areas of your life where you don't have the results that you want. Instead, you have reasons for why you don't have the results. Mm -hmm. That's one. Number two is you are either a coach with a coaching business or you would like to be a coach with a coaching business. Number three is you're in sales and you'd like to make more sales and do so in a way that really feels good for you and that makes you more money. Number four you are an entrepreneur, either early or late stages, and you have a team that you need to inspire. You have big decisions that you need to make, and you want to make them confidently and effectively. Or even if you're a solopreneur. Even if you're a solopreneur. I think especially if you're a solopreneur. Especially, yeah, especially if you're on your own. Because <laughs> you are you are the team, and you got to inspire that team. Yep. And or, you got, you're doing, then you're doing the sales as well. That's right. You're doing uh, all of it. And uh, Or if you're the, the fifth kind of person, you've already seen some success financially, have essentially gotten all the things that you were told would make you happy and yet you notice that something's missing and you're looking for that evolution of your consciousness that deeper complexity of thinking and living then for any one of those five people this training is an absolute slam dunk yep absolutely yeah so just to summarize what uh what people are getting in this training you'll be getting the nlp practitioner certification Mm-hmm. Timeline therapy practitioner certification, which will be done over a six li- six days of live training, total immersion. Yep, where you'll be getting both the education and the transformation that that work provides. So you leave a totally different person, and not even recognizing yourself in the best way possible. 
And I then mean, we'll, we'll both be teaching that. We'll both be, be teaching that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll, we'll both be teaching the 90-day integration, which is also the liberation coaching certification, mm-hmm. where we'll be diving into the Zen Stoic and the psychohacking work, the esoteric work, so that a person can harness that timeless wisdom to be a foundation to give context to the techniques that they're learning in the NLP and timeline therapy. Yep. And then that will allow them to operate more holistically, both internally and externally Yeah, with the powerful tools that they've been given, because we don't give you the powerful rifle and not teach you when and where and why to use it. That's right. right. (laughs) Amazing. So Sean, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. I feel like this was one of the best ways for us to describe and share this training and our experience with this work and the, and the passion that we have for it. So if anybody watching or listening feels like this sounds like exactly what you've been looking for, then go ahead and schedule a call with one of us and we'll see if you're a right fit and if this is the transformation for you. Oh, well, we need to give them a way to schedule a call. Oh, yeah, there's a link somewhere on this page <laughs> or or with this podcast, wherever in whatever medium you're you're listening. So make sure that you click the link. The link will be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes or the page if you're watching it on our page. Wherever it is, it's going to be below this video okay. or audio. So you'll be able to access it there. Schedule a call with one of us and we will walk you through everything, see if you're a right fit for this program and if this is going to provide the transformation that you've been looking for. Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see you on the other side. All right, so there you have it. That is the Liberation Leadership Training, the three-in-one certification that allows you to create life-changing transformations for people in a fraction of the time of anything else out there within a 90-day period. And we work with you until you are able to be totally proficient and effortlessly use these skills to create these transformations, right? We are here to not only create that education, but also the transformation so that you walk away totally transformed. You walk away liberated within yourself and having the ability to give that to other people. So if you feel like this sounds like the training that you've been looking for, and you're looking to get out of the nine to five and start creating life-changing transformations, or you wanna really impact your team at a profound level if you're a business owner, or if you're just trying to break into this space where you want to develop a deeper complexity of thinking and experience, then this is the training for you. Go ahead and book a call using the link, and Sean and I will be happy to answer any of your questions to see if you're a right fit and to explore the transformation that this training can have for you.